0: Welcome to today's episode of the Collins Hill Bible Broadcast. We're honored and privileged that you've joined us today. I encourage you to grab your Bible and join me in the book of Mark, Mark chapter number one. We're going to continue in our verse by verse study of the book of Mark, and we pray that today will be a blessing to you. The Bible says, Mark chapter number one, verse five, and there went out unto him. Now, who's that him? It's John the Baptist. John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, the one who was in the wilderness baptizing people preaching the gospel of repentance to them it's that same message that we preach today and we find that John that, that that John was in the wilderness but that there were those that were going out to him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem this were the folks that were in the southernmost portion of the nation of Israel that region of Judea but specifically of the city of Jerusalem were folks coming out of that was that religious hub of Jewish religion. We see that it was these people that were going out to hear this message, to, to be baptized. We see that they were baptized and they were confessing their sins. They were openly confessing their sins and then publicly identifying with what had taken place on the inside. They were, they were identifying themselves with the message of John the Baptist, the message that the Messiah was coming. And And then we find here in Mark chapter one, as we come to verse number six, that John was clothed with camel's hair and with a girdle of skin about his loins. That's referring to the belt that he would have worn. But we see that it was a uh, his his clothing was woven camel's hair, and, and it wasn't the skin of a camel, camel, but it was the camel's hair. It was not the nice. A comfortable camel's skin, but rather it was woven camel's hair. It would have been itchy. It would have been uncomfortable. But we see that this was what he wore and he held it to, in place with a leather belt. This was the common um, wearings of a prophet. If you were to look in the book of kings or second kings. And if you were to look in the book of Malachi, you would, you would find that this was how prophets often dress. This was also referenced in Zechariah chapter 13. And, and we see that this was a common, uh, a common dress of the prophets. And we see that John the Baptist was publicly identifying himself as a prophet by his dress, but we also see that his diet was that of dried locust and and of wild honey, and, and this was according to Leviticus chapter eleven. This was clean food for the Jewish people. Of course, this was this was considered clean. Of course, we know today. You have probably have heard the phrase kosher. This was kosher, quote unquote. Of course, today they have totally blown it out of proportion and it's kind of silly. We don't have time to go into it. But John was eating that which was identified as clean to the Jewish people. And he was wearing that which was common to those of the prophets. We see that John was identifying himself as a prophet of the nation of Israel. We see here verse number seven. That he preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me. Remember, John the Baptist, he was one that was preparing the way. John the Baptist was one that was going before. He didn't. He did not want the glory for himself. Rather, he was trying to give the glory to the Lord. Friend, can I tell you this? That as as Christians, as those that are to, that are ought to be soul winners, those that ought to go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. That we are not the ones that ought to get the glory. That we should simply be the hand and the finger that points to one that is coming. We ought to be the one that points to Jesus Christ. And we see here that John the Baptist, he said, look, there's one that is coming that's mightier than me. There's one that is coming after me. Notice his description. He says, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. We see his humility. He was a humble man. He said, look, I don't need the glory that this glory is not supposed to go to me, that I am preaching of one that I'm not even worthy to unloose his shoe. How humble this man was and we ought to be this humble as well. He said that he was not worthy to stoop down and unloose his shoe. What a, what, what a fitting description that John the Baptist gives us that that we as Christians, that we as as preachers, that we as those that are as Christians that ought to go out into the world and preach the gospel, That that we preach of one whom we are totally unworthy to have any relationship with, not only a relationship, but totally unworthy to even loose the shoe of. Friend, we are not worthy, but Jesus Christ makes us worthy. Jesus Christ, by his shed blood on the cross, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and when we believe in that and we trust in that for our salvation, we still trust not in our own worthiness, but in the fact that he has made us worthy. It is nothing about us, and it is all about what Jesus Christ did. And John the Baptist was preaching this. He made it clear that, look, don't look at me, folks. If you're coming to me to be baptized and to publicly identify with what I'm preaching, it is not about me, it is all about Jesus. That should be the characteristic of our life. It should be to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ that we are unworthy, but we have one who is worthy and his name is Jesus. We come to verse eight in closing, we find that John, he continues to say, I indeed have baptized you with water It's just a clear statement that he is baptizing with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ, this is a picture of the ministry of Jesus Christ that would come, that would preach the gospel of of himself, the death, burial, and resurrection, that he would die, he would be buried, he would rise again. And if you trusted in that, then you would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, when you got saved, the Holy Spirit moved inside. You got all the Holy Spirit you'll ever get at the moment of your salvation. The Holy Spirit now resides in you. But we see that Jesus's ministry was one that was coming. It was a ministry, a superior ministry. And John the Baptist was teaching and preaching that there was one that was coming with an even greater ministry. And what, a, what an amazing privilege we have to preach the same message, that Jesus Christ, he came, that he died, he was buried, he rose again, but that he's coming again. Friend, I encourage you today, do what John the Baptist did, preach that gospel. Take this gospel to the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. I can't say it enough, and it's no, it, every time I say it, it is more of a challenge to me to go and to preach What thus saith the Lord, that's what God desires. And I pray that you do that today. I pray that you make the decision to follow Jesus Christ. If you're not saved, I encourage you to get saved. Today is the day of salvation. If you are saved, I encourage you, go preach the truth of Jesus Christ. You say, I'm not worthy. That's the point. You're not worthy. But by his blood, he has made us worthy. It's our responsibility to go and preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. And we see that John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, he was preaching this gospel and we are to do the same. Well, I wanna thank you for joining us for today's Bible broadcast. We look forward to being with you again here in the future and we look forward to looking next, uh, next lesson at the baptism of Jesus Christ here in Mark chapter number one. We pray you have a great day.